Welcome to Disrupt You. This is the show where we'll hear what changes are headed to colleges and universities in all departments. We'll learn what innovation really means in higher education. Good morning. Welcome to Disrupt You. I'm Aaron Boswell, and I'm here with my co-host. This is Dr. Dustin York. And Aaron, um, there's a lot of talk recently about OnlyFans. Now they've gone back and forth on what they're going to allow on their site. I'm thinking of starting my own OnlyFans account, Aaron, but fully clothed, fully clothed education on OnlyFans. What do you think? Is there an opportunity for fully clothed educational content on OnlyFans? I mean, (laughs) for every nook, there's a cranny for every key. I mean, I don't know, maybe someone that's, Maybe someone's into that. I don't know. It's an untapped market. I mean, I wouldn't put all my marbles in that bowl, but I think if you want to give it a try, you you go for it. (laughs) Okay. All right. I love it. What's new with you, Erin? I don't know. You know, my partner this morning told me I had a case of the Mondays, so I don't Mm. know who else has that, but I mean, I'm feeling better already. I got my Diet Pepsi in me. Um, I'm ready to roll. Are you ready to roll? I'm ready to go. What do we, what's on your mind? Let's see if we can help people get out of the Mondays. You ready? Let's do it. I'm, I'm Let's all do for it. it. I'm, okay. I'm for it. Okay. So I thought it'd be fun today to talk about um, emerging technologies, whether they've been around for a while and we're thinking about different ways to use them, or there's just brand new things. You know, we might talk about the Tesla robot today. What are the things that we're seeing in uh, emerging technology in general, but how could we use them in higher ed? So I, I think it. sometimes higher ed is behind the curve around technology. It's like, you know, we want to do something 15 years after it's become cool. So how can we, how can we use things right when they're emerging? I love it. Well, about that? I want to, I want to get into this robot that you already uh, uh, teed up for us. Okay. So yes, first of all, I am a Tesla fanboy, and I'm going to buy one of these. If you, if listeners, you haven't seen this yet, Google search it. It is a humanoid robot. It looks like a person it doesn't have a face. I think, I think it's like five, two or five, three, something like that. And it can I be thought I heard 5'8", which I was scared about because that's bigger than me. Okay. And so, but maybe it is 5'3". That's like my, yeah, that's sure. my height. So I think I could, I think I could go head to head with it. Yeah. Elon did say that you could outrun it and outpower it, which is scary that you even have to say that, but it makes yeah. it feel good that you could outrun it and outpower it. So I'm not a very fast runner. So we, we will, time will tell. Time will okay. tell. Okay. So we've got this. Okay, imagine that this thing. It can. The idea is it can do stuff for you. Elon says it's going to go grocery shopping for you. It's going to do mundane tasks. That's the idea of it. Okay, Aaron, we drop twenty of these Tesla robots. It can do mundane tasks on your campus. How are you going to use them, or are you going to use them? Well, here's the thing. I'm kind of sidebarring with this. I think in one week I read about food delivery robots three Mm -hmm. times, three Mm -hmm. times. And I stopped and said to myself, is this, is this what we're talking about? Is this what we're talking about? Like we have emerged, we're we're getting ready to emerge from a pandemic, right? We're still in the, the tail end of it, hopefully. And, and that's what we've, that's what we were doing with robots. I'm like, there's gotta be something better. I'm not saying that students don't want their food. They want their food. Okay. If we get them to a robot, that's cool. How is that headline news? we should be doing cooler things with robots. Mm -hmm. I think we need to rethink how do we make the classroom experience better and how do we make out of classroom easier with Mm -hmm. robots. Food delivery, yes, but we've got to think of cooler things. 
do you remember uh, several years ago they used robots in um, like hospital rooms for kids who couldn't go to school they mm. would have them there in their hospital bed and they would be able to interact with the classroom mm. and the robot there would be another robot in the classroom and these were kind of um, early stages they were mostly yeah. like an iPad kind of on a mm -hmm. um, you know a roll around thing but think about how much cooler that could be with an actual robot with an, an AI or mm -hmm. a brain of some sort. Mm -hmm. I think we could really elevate that, um, that, that experience of, I can't be in class today mm. and this robot is helping me experience my group project work or what the teacher's seeing or the lab work. Like the, is the robot able to get in there for you and kind of see things? Is the, is the robot able to take over the microscope? Like, I think there's cool things hmm. that we could be doing in terms of learning and, um, and access to like this hybrid experience. So that's so the first thing that comes to my brain. You're telling me I'm going to teach a uh, class in the future and there's going to be 20 robots sitting in that, in that, oh man. Okay, I got to get used to that. The, it's uh, 20. Maybe it's one that the teacher or the instructor controls, but that the student can see what the robot sees. Instead of just seeing that, I mean, we all did this last year. It's like you saw the classroom, maybe you saw the teacher, maybe mm -hmm. other students kind of turned on their camera. But what? how could a robot enhance that experience okay. if you are having to join, you know, from a hospital or from your bedroom or from the road if you're an athlete? Like, how could it make it cooler? Okay. That's what I think we should do with robots. All right. All right. I see you. Um, uh, maybe I could, I could see that in a, in a sense, if you can make that zoom experience better, right. How can we mm -hmm. make that experience better? I'm thinking, Hey, um, take some shots here. I don't want to make anyone upset, but I see dining halls being one or two employees as far as humans, the rest okay. all robots. I mean, McDonald's has already looked at this. There's already fast food restaurants looking at robots and, mm -hmm. it's, and we have one human, maybe two that are more engineers that fix the robots basically. And the robots yeah. run the cafeteria and this can go across the whole campus. I mean, mail delivery, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's also, I'm the bad guy though, killing jobs, right? That's the- but but let's take a spin on this, okay? okay? Okay. So there are there are employees doing this, and we would have to rethink what do those employees do. You're right. That employee, the employees are going to now have to be troubleshooting the robots and mm. fixing things that the robot can't fix. There's a lot of things we know as we build out AI that there's there's certain circumstances. So in the food, there, there's the student who has all these allergies, and we need to make sure there's no cross. I mean, there's there's things you know there's still high level things, but mm -hmm. a lot of those jobs like serving the food, working the cash register, you know, getting coffee for people, delivering mails. A lot of those things right now we use student employees for. Mm -hmm. And while I don't want to get rid of student employee jobs, how cool would it be to elevate those student employee jobs on campus? So instead of you sign up to deliver mail or deliver food or et cetera, as a student employee, now you can sign up to engineer a robot. Or you mm -hmm. could be doing something else with your time. You could be doing data analytics on the back end. So you're, mm -hmm. you know, you're a you're a computer science mm -hmm. major. Maybe you're helping program the robot. So all of a sudden, like instead of you doing this thing that, yes, you're building skills. I think any job builds skills, right? Mm -hmm. yep. But think about an employer seeing like, hey, I programmed a robot rather than I delivered food. That's that's really cool. Can you see robotics being a major in the near future? 
Oh, absolutely. Can't you? I, mean, I guess it technically is. Uh, I guess it's part of engineering. So I guess it's for schools that have an engineering program. I guess that's already a thing, but maybe I, I guess I'm asking, is it escalated? More residential robotic use. Maybe, maybe that's what I'm asking more, you know, because there's already commercial robotics for a mm-hmm. long time, but residential robot, I think that could be something. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's some, there's new paths in terms of engineering around yeah. robotics yeah. and thinking okay. of, you know, I don't know, like all these jobs evolve, right? Yeah. So it's like nobody, the people who built Alexa didn't set out to build an Alexa, right? Like mm-hmm. that didn't exist when they went to school, Yeah, you yeah. know? So mm-hmm. it's like over time you had to retool, re reschool, reskill up all of that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, my daughter, my daughter is in fourth grade now, but in third grade last year, like halfway through the year, she's like, oh, an robotics class. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? You have a robotics class? Like, what? (laughs) What? I didn't know this. And she's like, oh yeah, we're building. Like, so like, she had no clue it was cool. Like, she just thought like, yeah, I take science. I take English. I take robotics. I take math. Like, yeah, she didn't think to tell me that she was in a robotics class. She was building all kinds of stuff. So yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, I think definitely. I'm signing. I'm I'm pre-ordering my robot the first day. Are you? No, I will. Um, you can bring yours over. I'm um, you know, in marketing, there's like early adopters. Mm -hmm. I'd love to be an early adopter. I'm just too cheap, so I wait until the price drops, and then and then and and mine is purely not based on like you know some of its fear of like using new technology. I'm totally willing to borrow your technology and figure out how to use it. I just don't want to pay for it. Okay. So um. I'll, I'll use it after we get some of the, I'll, got it. I'll, I'll, okay. Second iteration. I'll, I'll order my robot. <laughs> okay. So you brought up robots. You were talking about unsure. I'm going to give you something. I want to give you a win and a fail as in okay. a tech that I'm following that I'm in love with that I think is the future and one that I'm saying, Aaron, save your money. It is too okay. hyped up. It is going to not be a thing. Okay. So let's do it. The win first, the win. I'm a huge fan of augmented reality. AR. Okay. Definitely a win. I'm saying we're, we're only a very few years. Facebook's coming out with eyewear this year. When Apple mm-hmm. comes out with their Apple Glass, it's supposed to be 2023-ish at this point. When that comes out, game changer, right? And I know yep. we've had like the Google Glass as a fail. There's been a lot of failures there. But when AR, and it's basically I can see the world and there's something on top of that, right? Mm-hmm. So there's something extra. That's going to be game changer in the classroom. I can show you things and you're not disconnected from the peers around you. You just see something extra in the room. That's mm-hmm. going to change education. Like, no, I mean, it's going to change life, right? I mean, you're going to use yeah. it for directions. You're going to use it at Macy's. You're going to use it everywhere. But I think it's going to have a big impact on higher ed, specifically, especially uh, learning. I think AR. How do you feel about AR? Any thoughts? What, what's your thoughts? Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of it. I feel like it keeps coming and going in waves in Mm -hmm. education. And I think you're right. I think part of it is, um, we get excitement around it because of the potential we know it can have, but the Mm -hmm. technology hasn't been complete. It's been a little clunky, right? So we tried to use AR and some of our exhibits here on campus, but you had to have a certain app and you had, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just a little clunky right now. I think once it becomes more streamlined, more part of our everyday life, mm-hmm. I think absolutely it's going to revolutionize education. And it, it, yep. if people aren't using it, they're going to be behind. Yeah. Um, yep. If faculty aren't using it, but I, I do get the technology was a, a, 
it's been a bit of a barrier mm-hmm. kind of in, in getting, getting people on board, but I mean, people are already using it in some ways, right? Like oh, yeah. we're seeing mm-hmm. it in some of our Snapchat. biology classes, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. but oh. yeah, just everyday life. Yeah. Snapchat, yeah. uh, Pokemon go, like where yeah. did Pokemon come back from? I mean, mm-hmm. it just exploded. I don't know about in your house, but my mm-hmm. house, it's like all Pokemon all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a game changer once we figure out like how to get that technology a little more seamless, if that makes yeah. sense. Do you agree? I almost think when, yeah, when you're saying that, I almost think when, when you're explaining that, like technology is a hurdle, I almost think of QR codes where QR codes, when they first started, they were like, oh, this new technology. And it was such a hurdle because you had to have this specific app, mm-hmm. these QR codes use a different app and they kind of died for, mm-hmm. I don't know, five, eight years. And then the technology got better where you didn't need any apps. It was just your phone, right? You're just your camera. That's all it is. And the QR codes had a huge uh, comeback. They're used all the time now when- Oh my gosh, and then COVID just like, the QR code, like you don't have a QR code on you. It's like, what's the point? You know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Our digital signs for like events have QR codes on them now, you know? Because it is, it's so easy. It's Mm -hmm. in built into your camera now. But yeah, we got to get past that clunkiness, right? Yeah, for sure. I think we're in that stage. We're in the stage of when the QR codes were dying. I think the AR is in that spot. We got to make it user-friendly that the glasses you're wearing right now are your AR glasses. And if you're not, yeah. if you're on podcast, you're not seeing this, but just the idea is glasses, you can't tell that there's any AR going on. So that's my win. Here's my fail though. I'm going to take some hot, I'm going to take a hot shot right now and make some, uh, make some investors very unhappy, especially maybe Facebook investors. But uh, virtual reality, Aaron, for education, it's not going to happen. It's not going to be a thing in, in, in education. And here's why. I'm going to tell you why specifically. Okay. Maybe gaming. I'm here. I can see that. Like if you're an intense gamer, anytime. And here's the, the basis. If you are in a classroom, you're not going to keep a uh, VR headset on. It's just not going to happen. And here's the reason. I've tried many years, right? And then I've, I've tried for years trying to get VR to work in the classroom. Like you're sitting in the classroom. Hey, let's experience something. Put a headset on. You experience it. Here's the issue. 18-year-olds are trying to find a mate. Let's just acknowledge that. You look silly as hell wearing a VR headset. So it's one of those things where it's cool the first time. Like, oh, VR, I put it on every single time I do it. I've done it for years. They say, oh, this is really cool until the first person takes theirs off and looks around the room and sees, oh my God, look at all these silly mother truckers. <laughs> they look silly. I don't want to look like that. And they don't want to do it anymore. And it messes with their hair and it messes with you know their, their cool factor in front of potential mates. It doesn't work in a public environment. I'm sticking just to that, just from an evolutionary perspective of finding dates, it's not going to work. So that's a, that's a weird take. What do you think? Okay. In some ways, I get it. VR is hard for me. I get motion sick and it, it messes with me. It messes with my equilibrium. However, it's gotten much better in the last five or six years. Like the the goggles get better. You actually feel like you're there. You're not getting that like queasy feeling as much, (sighs) but it's expensive. It's really expensive. I think in terms of more bang for your buck, AR is going Mm -hmm. to be the better bang for your buck. You're still going to kind of, you're going to have, you know, you can drop in things in the classroom. You know, the, mm-hmm. if you're yep. trying to go to the Sistine Chapel, you can drop the Sistine Chapel into your classroom and, and be using, like you said, goggles. VR gets really, really expensive. And especially if you want your entire class to experience together. That's what I've struggled with too. Often you can afford 
a couple VR goggles, right? And mm. so you've got a couple people in the class experiencing it, but they're not all able to do it together because of the cost barrier. Mm. So I just think there's some struggles with VR now. Could it get to a better place? I think there's some really cool things you could do with VR. I think um, you could have online students in the classroom. So mm. like they could literally be in the classroom. You're in the classroom. I'm in Ontario. And mm -hmm. we put our VR together and I turn next to you and I actually see Dustin York sitting next to me in the Sistine Chapel. Mm -hmm. Those are some cool things that I think could happen. I just think the technology is too expensive. And how are you getting the goggles to someone in Ontario? There's just a lot of like limitations right now. Um, I think VR is cool, um, but I think AR is more realistic in the yeah. near future for educational purposes totally but I, agree. I, I could be wrong but that's totally agree totally agree um i the i there's a newsletter i read um there's scott galloway's this week and he said that vr is basically like how rich white kids have been treated for a long time they keep failing upward <laughs> they they keep not doing anything good but they still get the opportunities they all they yeah. all get talked about all the time they get job interviews they get all this stuff even though they're not as good they keep failing i think vr vr keeps being talked about as this like future of everything of and mm -hmm. i'm like no it gets so much attention but who knows you know what if you get to a point where everyone has a pair and they're i think you have to be in your house though <laughs> i don't think we're yeah. getting to a point where you're wearing vr in public but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a cool immersive experience. It is mm -hmm. when you put on a pair of VR goggles, but, or VR headset, you know, but I just think from a practicality standpoint, like mm -hmm. we can't even get iPads to everyone in college yet. Yeah. Like, right. Like we, we need our students to have a device, Yeah. like come on with access to technology. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm not getting them VR goggles before I get them up a word processor, right? Stable like internet. they need to be able to get the stuff done. So yeah. there's a lot of things pulling at us in higher education and, and everywhere. And, you know, Facebook has the means to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if higher education does right now. And again, I lean in, I would lean into AR before VR for bang for your buck. Boom. That's where All I'm right. at. AR, AR is where it's at. Okay. What is he following? Is there another piece you want to throw out there as a tech oh, that geez. Aaron says is the future of higher education? You know, I think in terms of AI, I'd like to chat a little bit about that. So yep, yep. I'm on a couple of projects and we're really focused on AI for the, the customer experience, if you will. Mm -hmm. The student experience being in the classroom and the customer experience outside of the classroom. And I think AI is a great tool for automation. Mm -hmm. I think we have to keep speeding up the processes. Higher ed is competing with, you know, in terms of the customer experience, we're competing with Amazon. We're competing, I mean, mm -hmm. students experience that every day in their life. And then they come to hire us and they're like, I'm sorry, I need four forms for what? Like, mm -hmm. it just doesn't make sense. So I think we have to lean more and more and more into AI to automate and to make that customer experience seamless and really, really easy. But I would love to hear from you, like how can we use AI in the classroom? What does that yep. look like? So I got some more hot takes. So I tried, okay, Aaron, I'm hear. trying to do, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to say, okay, how can I make someone mad on every episode of this? <laughs> this besides podcast? me? <laughs> yeah, besides you. Besides, besides me, you. okay. I think, so AI in the classroom, AI in the classroom is, I think, depending on your topic, 
your subject that you teach, AI will be incredibly disruptive, incredibly disruptive. As far as think of like a, a coding class, an accounting class, something that's based on numbers, data. Mm -hmm. If it's a data rich program, then AI can scale that education like nobody's business. I'm a big fan of scaling education to decrease tuition, to decrease debt of, of higher ed. And we both have that same, that same passion. And I think in those majors specifically, I honestly think it's possible to have one instructor teach many using AI to kind of fill that gap of assessment and feedback and personalization and whatnot. The areas that I struggle with with AI in the classroom are things that, in, that involve critical creative thinking. I'm thinking things like mm -hmm. philosophy. I'm thinking things mm -hmm. like creative writing. Now, maybe, you know, 15 years in the future, AI can be at that point, but we're not talking about a quick jump, like in accounting, like a, like whatnot. So I think. Okay. I'm just going to say it because I don't need my accounting professors mad at me. There okay. is art and theory in accounting, okay? Tell me. If tell you don't me. think there's art and theory in accounting, go talk to any accountant who okay. works with, with people who make a lot of money. There's a lot of creativity in there, okay? Oh, a okay. lot of creativity. So I'm just, I'm just, I don't, I don't need Karen Tayback mad at me today. I don't need her mad at me today. Okay. okay. There's uh, philosophy, there's theory, and there's creativity in accounting, but there's gotta be some stuff that's right and wrong, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think you're talking about um you're talking about answers that have a definite, a definite, um, yes or no, to, yes. right. Mm -hmm. Um, which is really hard because as we think about how we assess learning, mm -hmm. the more we learn about it, the more we know we have to get away from like, you can build that in a canvas quiz, right? Like mm -hmm. if it's a yes yep. or no, they yep. can grade it for you. How mm -hmm. do we have AI start to recognize creativity and theory? That's I think when it starts to explode, right? Yep. 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 And I've been testing for online classes this, and I know it's, it's called something. There's a, an actual educational term for it. Um, but the, like the choose your adventure kind of storybook mm -hmm. where you choose this answer and you're given two different answers and you can make it. Mm -hmm. I've tried that once for a class and it's like super early on. There's not great, but if AI could do something like that, right. And mm -hmm. there were 1600 options and you could all take different paths to get to a single um, destination. I think that would be super interesting. AI and, and teaching. Yeah. I'm super interested in that. That reminded me of um, like uh, adaptive learning for each yeah. student. Mm -hmm. So yeah. AI that, that you hit the nail on the head, that, that would be really cool. So I always say like, if the goal is to get to a 16, a level 16, whatever mm -hmm. that is in the class, but your student comes in at a level eight and you have other students that come in at a two and a five and a one. Yep. How do we make sure everyone gets to 16? But if you get to 23, mm -hmm. that's awesome. You yeah. got the most out of your, you got the bang for your buck for the class because you came in at an eight. Like we see students come into these classes, especially I think some of our adult learners who have worked in the field. And it's like, mm -hmm. I already know this. I do this every day but I have to get this credit, right? But what yeah. happens if you came in and they're like, we see where you're at, let's go as far as we can. You know what I mean? Yeah. And how could AI help with, with like, you know, maybe all the lessons are built out by a faculty member, but AI is guiding you, guiding you farther than even the class is going. Aaron, I got to admit something to you right now. Yes, I want to hear it. This is something that, does, that happens once a millennia. And I think I was wrong. 
Aaron. <laughs> okay. I think Shoot. I think I was wrong. I think you were right. You and like VR? <laughs> no, no, I'm still hating on VR. No, VR and Mark Zuckerberg can go <laughs> go on somewhere. I think last week when we talked about remedial classes, I said we still need them. You said no. I didn't see it until you just said that just now of this uh, adaptive learning and using AI to get to that point. I th- I think you were right, and I want to uh, formally on this podcast say I need, like I don't have any confetti, <laughs> so I'm throwing post-it notes in the air. You were right. I can see it now. That adaptive learning AI. Okay, you you win. You win um, all of the things in the podcast universe. But yes, I'm all for AI. And then obviously, AI outside the classroom, making it as easy as possible, self-service, everything. If you can do it at one o'clock in the morning, everything, right? You should be able to do everything at one o'clock in the morning. Um, even in the classroom, is ask a question to your faculty member. Is there an AI bot like an Alexa or uh, whatnot? where you can ask simple top of the water questions. Obviously you can't, have, you still want that conversation, but is there an easy answer that you can get at one o'clock in the morning? So, yep, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So we've got a lot of topics here. I think, I think we've got a lot of stuff brewing. Aaron, yeah, I love what, it. What are we implementing first? We, let's go on a shopping spree. Oh, geez. I, I mean, I don't know. I think it's AI. Robot laundry. That's what I need in my personal life. My okay. personal life, if the, and I don't even need it to wash and dry it. I can handle that. I need you to get it out of the dryer, fold it, and put it away from me. That's what I really need. Yes. 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 That and is something we can all get behind. <laughs> we can all get behind. Boswell for 2024 president. Costs, I'm paying for that robot. First day, pre-order, it's happening. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Anything to wrap us up for today, Aaron? What are you thinking? I'm... I'm thinking I'm out of my Mondays. I'm in a good spirit. I hope you are too. Uh, We've got about a hundred of you listening every week, which is awesome. We're happy you're here. If you're on YouTube, leave us some comments. Uh, We'd love to hear them. Send us a text, uh, send us a tweet, however you need to get a hold of us. We'd love to know what you want us to talk about more. Um, And then share this with a friend. We would love for this to grow. We enjoy babbling on with you all every week and so uh share it with a friend and give someone else a little bit of the joy so you know what thanks for being here you just said that quick idea what if you were listening especially if it's on youtube if you're watching on podcasts you can watch youtube or send us a, a tweet like send us a hot take we should have like one episode where we just like debate hot takes from our listeners like yeah so or you can let us it. know last week blake let us know he was team aaron that like made my week <laughs> So if you want to say you're team Aaron, then then definitely comment. <laughs> but yeah, I'm always hot team takes. Let us know the hot take. What was your big hot take? What was your big insight? Did we bring any insight into your week or into your life? Um, and and what do you want to know more about? We're here to we're here to please. Thanks for listening to Disrupt You. Have a question for the host? Just send that over to Dr. York via Twitter at Prof D York, and it could be featured on the show. We'll see you next week for another dive into the future of higher education.